Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. It is a little after 4 o'clock on the t- Sunday, July 24th. I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Tim McLeod, and we're going to be covering the waiver wire day. And Tim erroneously told us that he didn't have anybody to put on the waiver wire, and then I got a list that was chock full of guys. Partially, Tim, everybody's getting hurt. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, raise your hand, Rich, if you survived the weekend without at least one player, either day-to-day or on the I.L. If you, if uh, you can do that, you're a way better man than I. Uh, let's see, who did I lose? I just lost Bobby Witt Jr. I mean, he's not officially out, but uh, it looks like he had something to do with the hamstring, I'm assuming. He's not going to play for at least a couple of days, so he, that was one. Um, somebody just went on the I.L. that I just, oh, uh, Oliveris. Like okay. Mike Trout, I just traded yeah. for Mike Trout, but I did that purposely. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, I had Oliveris; he went on the IL. So yeah, I got hit. Yeah, I, 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 I share your thoughts. I, I'm just looking to uh, to assemble uh, a team for next week, and a couple of them could be a bit of a challenge. And uh, are you aware that the Cardinals are going to have a little bit of a light lineup, and two of the their best players are have only got three games next week. Yeah, this is where uh weekly lineups really blow, Timmy. Uh yep. so if you haven't heard, um Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado apparently are not vaccinated and Canada's still requiring anybody to enter the country to be vaccinated, so they're not going, Tim. Yep. And uh you know, so do you you put in G Man Choi or Paul Goldschmidt? I don't know. <laughs> well, what you what you hopefully do is you put in G-Man Choi for the first four games of the week. And then on Friday, when you have midweek roster moves, you get yeah. those cards back in the lineup, right? There's not that many leagues that allow CBS doesn't allow you to do that. I don't believe ESPN allows you to do that with weekly leagues. So the big portals, you can't do that. You could do that with NFBC. You could do that. Fantrax, Fantrax allows, you, yeah. allows you to do that. But not all of them do, Tim. So mm-hmm. that stinks. So it it does, and it's something that CBS should work real hard to rectify. There's, I don't know why they don't why they don't yeah. allow that. It seems to be a fairly easy thing to do. Well, hey, if uh, the NFBC and Fantrax can do it, why can't CBS? Yeah, 
Yeah, they're supposed to be the, one of the leaders in this industry, right? I don't they have think, a lot of people I, playing I think they the used game. Used to be. I don't. I don't know how much. Last I remember, this was going years ago. They lost a big part of their programming staff and never rehired them. So uh, they might be just doing like little maintenance type of things as opposed to big changes like this. I don't know. I've made multiple requests and nothing's changed. So. Well, you can only put so many Band-Aids on something before you have to amputate, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, they, they, fortunately, it's... the fantasy game doesn't change that often, and it is a very, very flexible site. This is one thing they don't allow you to do. Yeah, and it's too bad because it's something that, you know, as we see uh, what's occurred over the past number of years as far as IL stints, yada, 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 it's, it's something that I believe adds adds something to the game there should be some way you know hey we get punished enough when we lose a player to injury to not be able to replace them especially when uh you're looking at in a lot of cases the teams post them after the start of their first game which really ties your hands but when you can't replace players that are hurt it just ties your hands even further and part of the joy is playing the game not not playing the game and that that limits that yeah but part of the issue tim is if you've got you know six or seven reserves and you know you've got limited dl slots which most most teams have most leagues have you don't have a lot of bench players you've got you've got some some starters that are probably not in the rotation but i you know how many people have an extra first baseman or an extra third baseman laying around on the uh, on the on their bench just waiting to go in they they don't yeah, well, that's why you have players like Josh Harrison on your bench that play six different positions, and you can cover off on them that way. Yeah, I, I always try and get a couple multi-eligible players sitting sitting in my reserves just in case. Yeah, that's that's a fine point. But Timmy, the I, I, to me the the worst case here is Julio Rodriguez. I mean, obviously he hurts himself during the All Star break. Primarily, I would assume during the Home Run Derby. He's already had an MRI. Uh, that's not good. No, and the results came back favorable on that one. We haven't seen J.D. Martinez. We haven't seen Giancarlo Stanton mm-hmm. since the All-Star break. He says he's going to play on Tuesday. Yeah, Ryan Presley for the 14th year in a row is out on paternity leave <laughs> in the <laughs> summer. Well, he was last year. It's just uh, sorry, Mike, for my exaggeration. Being that I just traded for him, I could use one of the four saves that Houston got uh, in the past uh, two days playing uh-huh. multiple games. But uh, yeah, there's a few players that haven't made it back from the break, and we've lost a few more, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Witt Junior went down today. Uh, looks like he pulled a hammy. Um, so I no no telling how long he'll be out. I would assume it's an IL stint, but who knows? Uh, Whit, Whit Merrifield was supposed to be on the IL. I never went to the IL, and now he's playing again. Yeah. And he really yeah, wants I, out of Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. And he don't he don't want to greyhound it either. He, you know, he wants to fly. Okay, he doesn't, want to, he doesn't want to take the time to see the burbs on his way out of town. Uh, yeah, Max Kepler left the game today with a right toe contusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming bias. that's okay as long as he as long as he didn't break his toe. I'm assuming that yeah. was okay, but we'll you know I guess the time will tell if he did break it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Stephen Matz yeah. knee knee problem. He's on the 15 day. Pineda is out in Detroit. Roni Garcia replaced Pineda. 
He's out again. Did you hear about, did you hear about Max Meyer? Uh, yes, that is not good news at nope, all. I think all. we've seen the last of Max Meyer for the 2022 season. He is, uh, so everybody knows, he uh, came out of the first inning yesterday with elbow issues and something that he's been fighting with over the last you know, few months. So this is not good news. Young pitcher throws hard. Tim, we, we've seen this story way too often. Way, way too often. Uh, it hasn't been a good three or four days uh, in the health department. We've lost a lot more than we've had return. And uh, again, it's worry. Tim? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Somehow I clicked something I shouldn't have here. Okay. <laughs> so say that again. We said yeah. it's been a lousy three or four days and then you went yeah, black. We've, we've lost a lot more than we've gained back. Well, one guy that we're about to gain back in the next couple, three weeks is Dustin May, Tim. He was out throwing 98 miles an hour in his uh, first rehab start in the complex league. So I don't know if he's throwing strikes or not, but he is throwing hard and he looked great. So he looked like the old Dustin May, at least from the short little video stints I saw. So that's some good news. Yeah, I think uh, I think he moved it from the complex to AAA now. Okay, he but said, he, he to... said two of two of. He walked three in his first one, allowed an earned run, struck out three. Stuff's filthy. It's going to take a while before he figures out where it's going again. But let's hey, positive news. Yeah, so that's that's some good news. Let's 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 go negative here, Timmy. And mm-hmm. I, I, this this is not good. The I, I was out on Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. We went to. Uh, pick up Lori she was babysitting all week and had fun we had dinner with my son and my daughter and her husband and hung out with a grandkid which was lots of fun so I didn't get a chance to watch any baseball till I got back and I looked at the box scores and I thought I was looking at a football box score because at that point it was 23 to 3 the Red Sox were losing to the Blue Jays and I'm like like I just stared at it Timmy like is this a, like, am I having double vision? Is this a misprint? They just, Tim, the Red Sox are just getting annihilated day after day after day. Well, and you know, you look at that game on Friday and as far as, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Duran should have been at the very least benched for the balance of that game. At the worst, because he lost the ball, he couldn't. Sent, did he lose? sent to AAA? No, not because he lost the ball. Losing the ball is not the problem. He didn't run after it after it went over he his head. He didn't. No, he put his head down and he didn't make any effort whatsoever to chase that ball down. Verdugo had to come all the way from uh, left field, hustled over, flagged it down, and threw it in. And all along, Duran is just standing there like, duh. Uh, that would have bought him. A, that would have bought him a weekend right in the pine if I was the manager. No hesitation. Yeah. Hmm. You know, wow. you, you, you got to give more effort than that. But, yeah, uh, hey, well, as a result of that, we saw a rarity in the game in Romeo Tapia hit and inside the Park Grand Slam. I have to tell you, Tim, that was one of the more exciting plays I've ever seen. The slide into home plate, everything. It was pretty yeah. cool. So, Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I don't get why they can't give the outfielder an, an error there. I don't either. But, I, I totally but, agree with I think I think it is. Anytime a ball goes over an outfielder's head or bounces off his glove, I think he should be charged, charged so, with an error. So given the fact that he lost it, I'm assuming he lost the ball in the lights or 
because it, it was still like dust. I doubt it with the sun because it wasn't an afternoon game. So I'm assuming he lost it. I mean, that, I mean, do you blame the player for that? Do I blame the player for losing it in the light? No. What I blame Duran for under the, that set of circumstances, he didn't try and compensate for it. Yeah. Okay, he should have turned around and started running to beat the band after that ball. And he didn't. He turned around and started. So you're 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 offense. you want to give him an error on lack of hustle. I want to I want to give him for lo- <laughs> losing the ball. You can give him an error. Okay. For lack of hustle, I want him riding the pine or sent to Triple A. <laughs> all, right. all right. So what if you what if you had him rostered in a fantasy league, Timmy? Would you feel different? <laughs> uh, I do in one, and I, I my my thoughts have not changed. <laughs> I benched him. I uh, I had enough. I mean, he's he was hot for a couple three weeks, but he has not been good. Brought before the break and then after the break. So yeah, he's yeah. going to be riding my pine now. So, but it's not it's not good. I I I had uh, the Red Sox have the seventh worst pitching staff in all of baseball, but I mean that in in addition to it doesn't really totally compensate for the last week or so because they were not good coming into the break. Uh, Timmy, like what happened? Like they, this is the Boston Red Sox. They are one of the wealthiest teams in the sport. They have good players on their team. Yeah, they also have some good players on the IL, including Raphael Devers now. Yes. That's that's going to hurt. But it's the pitching, Timmy. They still, have some, they still have some bats, right? But they have no yeah. pitching. Did they have pitching coming into the season? They hoped they had Chris Sale, who, which has been a disaster, Timmy. Yeah. I think it was about ready to start the season, goes on the IL, coming back, and obviously his first time mm-hmm. out gets hit in the hand. He's probably yep. lost for at least until September, maybe for the season. Nate Avoldi yeah. comes back finally, and I did not start him. I was scared to death. I have him in one fantasy league, and I'm like, nope, not start him against Toronto. That seems like a – and that's a good thing because yeah. that was the 28 28- – run game so not that he gave them all up but uh, so he's pretty good but he's probably going to get dealt if he has a couple of good starts here over the next two weeks well yeah his only win this year was over a flat screen i don't or that i don't get that reference that's a joke but i I gotta get you when he was when he was in the minors and beat up the tv set oh that was chris no that was chris sale right not evolving Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought we were still talking Chris Sale. Sorry. Oh, no, yeah. that's a vol- So, Oh, yeah, Chris Sale got a win. That's yeah. true. I'm not giving you – that's – that's no. That's – no. Well, yeah, and, you know, Ivaldi's pitched well. Pavetta's pitched well. Pavetta's pitched well, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you look at the rest of – you know, they spent a lot of the time dickering around with what they were going to do with Garrett Wedlock. Rich Hill, no surprise there, hurt. James Paxton, he hasn't made it back. Michael Walker, hurt. You know, I Bello, thought it- Bello, I mean, he got lit up for oh, yeah. five runs again today. You know, I, I was watching the game, and I was watching Baseball Savant at the same time. He throws hard to me, but the stuff's flat yeah. as an arrow. I mean, it just yeah. there's not enough movement, and that stuff's yeah. going to get hit. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, Cutter Crawford's been okay. But he's in number five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Right now, their rotation is made up of Eovaldi, Pavetta, Cutter Crawford, and Bilo. And you have to think that come the deadline, they're probably going to move Eovaldi. He is coming up on his his contract is up, so they're going to move him. I would think they move Pavetta. 
Um, so then it's going to really be nothing. Well, yeah, and you know, you you look at you you look at the IL right now, and stories there, Devers is there, you know, or Enrique Hernandez. It's yeah, it's you know they were counting on Matt Barnes. The bullpen's been a mess all year for the most part, and it mm-hmm. still still is a fair mess. Uh, their best their best bullpen arm this year has been John Schreiber. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so like, you could say Tanner Hope, but again, he's had his moments off and on as well. They have, they haven't had a uh, they haven't had a stable bullpen up until the last month, all season. So you add all that up, and that's that's trouble, you know. And you're, they're in a tight division. Uh, uh, there's there's very little room for error in the AL East. Yeah, they're, very, very they they might finish at the bottom, right? Because I mean, the Orioles are five hundred now. They're probably going to lose today, but I I don't think they're going to challenge for a playoff. And if you were them, Timmy, would you be buyers or sellers or nobodies? Because just just hold what you got, um, because you know you you look like you're playing better, and you don't want to you don't want to sell Jorge Lopez. Uh, if I if I was Baltimore, I'd move a bullpen arm. Because they have the depth to do it, and I, I don't think moving a Jorge Lopez will really affect the overall performance that much of the team because they do have they do have a, a raft of arms that they can put in there that are all pitching good. So why not improve your minor league system? Why not if you can move Trey Mancini? Same thing. Why don't you move Trey Mancini? Because they're they're for the first time in. Five or six years, Timmy. They, there's hope in Baltimore. Can you throw water, cold water on that hope? Yes, by the bucket load. <laughs> okay. Because their hope is to finish 500, maybe a bit better, and that is an outstanding accomplishment. Okay, uh-huh. but but by the time that team is ready to contend against the Jays and the Yankees and the Rays, it's still another year or two down the road. You know, you got to get Gunner up. You got to get both young arms. You know what I mean? It's not next year. It's going to be the year after that at the earliest, at which point in time, you know, Lopez and Mancini are in their uh, early to mid-30s, you know, 33, 34, in that range. Uh, How much will they contribute to the Orioles when the Orioles are ready well, I you mean, know, they're 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 free, they're they're free agents next year, so they're not going to yeah. be. I don't know about Jorge Lopez, but I know Mancini's a free agent, right? Yeah. So he's not probably going to be back. So I don't have to worry yeah. about that. But here, here's my. I understand the cold heartedness of your position, and that's what right. it is. It might be the right baseball move, but mm-hmm. when you're a franchise that has been losing year after year after year, and you finally got something going on in your city. Don't you at least have to give the illusion that you're in it by not selling off like a Trey Mancini, who is a cancer survivor, and a Jorge Lopez, which is a great, yeah. a great story to get a piece. You know, I mean, maybe you don't acquire anybody. Maybe you don't give up a minor leaguer for some help, but maybe you stand packed just to tell your fan base, "Hey, man, we're with you. We got a good team. We're we're, we're we think we have enough to compete here." and not destroy our future. They'd be lying. 
So you think because they do, just, they don't you know they've got they, they don't they, they Dylan absolutely. Tate, Sionel Perez, they've got three good arms in that bullpen. They can slide one of those arms into the closer position and not skip a beat. Continue playing at the same level that they they have been playing uh, hmm. at. You know they. I don't think it affects what they're doing this year one bit, other than name recognition. I don't think That's the important. difference of having. I think, Lopez, I think moving Trey Mancini is a problem. And that guy's uh, that that guy's uh, one of their stars. You know, he's one of the the bobblehead guys. Okay, well, yeah, bobblehead season's over. Oh, wow, <laughs> Tim, jeez, Tim has. What we've reversed roles. Here I am with the heart, and you're like Wilson Heartless guy. So, <laughs> yeah. well, like, come on. I love the Trey Mancini story. I really do, and I'm very happy that not only did he survive cancer, he got back to the to playing the game of baseball You're playing it well yeah i agree yeah he, but he's got nine homers and 37 rbis mm-hmm. okay he turns 31 next march well, if, yeah, they're, they're not going to re-sign him i get that but who are you yeah. going to get for a two-month rental of of mancini you know uh maybe a bullpen arm down the road something like that yeah. maybe a guy's chance to be a utility player a couple, move- able, a couple able pitchers that have the potential for upside. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's take a break. I'm, Get I'm, back. I'm cold and heartless, aren't I? <laughs> you are. That's, and that's why you're a better fantasy start, player than me. <laughs> I started Shane Bieber today. That is, it's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a break here, Tim. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have to tell you, Timmy, I swung a missile, Shane Bieber. I thought he'd be a lot better, and it's okay. It's but it's yeah. not great. He's a top twenty pitcher. You, okay, top twenty. I probably buy that. I might go with thirty, but I'll I'll think. Yeah, I think I'll get him as my second pitcher. Yes. Well, you know, if he's the one loss record is no great shakes at four and five, but a lot of that has to do with the team he's pitching for. But his ERA right now is three twenty four, hundred and six strikeouts and one hundred and five innings pitched. That's a good pitcher. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's an undervalued pitcher. He's had two stinkers in his past uh, past three outings. The one today against the White Sox. That's payback for shutting the White Sox down in the start before that, where he threw a complete game, uh, three hitter allowed one earned run. But uh, no, Bieber's Bieber's pitched well. I've got the strikeout numbers are a little lower than the norm. But he's still a strikeout for inning guy, so I'm I'm happy with Shane Bieber. Yeah, I I haven't been happy because I drafted him as my number one in my yeah. uh, NFC team, which is a terrible team. Um, so I just I blew that draft. I'm going to try again next year, Timmy. But uh, I just I, in fact I I looked and I've lost forty percent of my team to injury. Uh, wow. So so not only did I draft a bad team. I have nobody left to play. Well, <laughs> so. you know what we need to do to resolve the issue is I'll get into the same league as you next year. We can put a stake and liquor bet on it, okay? And <laughs> both of our performances should be better for it, right? Uh, maybe so, Timmy. I don't know. It's a draft and hold league. Those things are pretty yeah. tough because if you draft yeah. poorly or you get injured, you're you're SOL. Uh, well, Timmy, yeah. I made another uh, trade in a dynasty league, as you're I aware of. Uh, yes. I've got a chance in DL5 to finish in the money. Uh, my mm-hmm. team is really injured. I've lost tons of guys. Yeah. I, but I've got I've got a good team, and I mm-hmm. looked at it and I think I need some power, and mm-hmm. I decided to move Ozzy Albies, who's on the IL, for Michael Trout. Not straight up. I also threw in Lucas Giolito, mm-hmm. and then I gave him a second round pick, and he gave me a third round pick. So that somewhat washes out. But it was basically Lucas Giolito and Albies for Michael Trout. Um, obviously, it gets me more power. I, it's an on-base percentage league, so I think Trout has some value there. I've mm-hmm. owned, I owned Albies for half a season. I didn't like what I saw. The speed is not there for me, and he's not an on-base guy. Uh, yeah. But he is five years younger than Trout. So there's, exactly. there's pluses and minuses all over the place. And Lucas Giolito, I have no idea. I hope to God he turns it around. He looks awful. <laughs> So I yeah. don't even know what to do with him. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I actually talked to Chris today about the deal, and I, I thought it was a good deal all the way around. I actually like because of the age factor. I actually liked Elby's, yeah, his I, side marginally, because at worst, at some point in time, at second base, Elby's carries a fair bit of weight, even mm-hmm. if he only steals ten to twelve bases. You know, we're talking a player last year that hit 30 home runs, drove in 106, uh, scored 103. My, my concern with Mike Mike Trout is it all health-related. Sure. Yeah. There's no and, question. I That's my concern needs, so as well. Yeah. yeah. And Giolito is a total. For me, acquiring Giolito right now is a total dart toss. Mm-hmm. It really is. The only thing you're guaranteed is you will get good strikeout rates. But the damage he could do to your ERA and WHIP, yeah, I've, you know, hey, I would I, have I've been, to, I've been living have, it, Tim. I've been living yeah, it. I, oh, I haven't started him for a while, and he was, he was likely going to be dropped in the dynasty yeah. league for me in the next couple three weeks. I mean, I just, I, I needed the spot. Yeah, and, you know, there's a couple of pitchers in Chicago along that. Lance Lynn's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm avoiding hitting into next year. I will be avoiding both Lance Lynn and Giolito totally. I I just don't want to take the chance. Balls are flying out of the park at way, way, 
way too much of a, a rapid pace for me to invest in Lucas Giolito right now. Let me give you the logic, my logic. And, yeah. And, uh, one, I get it. So, so I need speed in that league as well, but I need one-base percentage, RBIs, and power. And I thought that fit the mold of Mike Trout more than it did yep. Ozzy Albies. And yep. I needed – I had space in the outfield for another guy as opposed to my middle infield. I have a little bit of a glut. Now, Wanda Franco is on the IL, but I was right. thinking not only this year because there's a chance that Albies and Trout don't make it back or make it back in September. Mm-hmm. So I was actually playing the two- or three-year kind of kind of yeah. game here. So – and with I've got Freddie Freeman in that league, I've got Jordan Alvarez, and I have Michael Trout. So I've got a way to prop my own base percentage up, and I can play the Hunter Renfro game, you know, when I need power or I need yeah. Jorge Mateo, and uh, yeah. I, I can trade for those guys uh, mm-hmm. and not have to worry about on base percentage. So that's what I was thinking with Albies, yeah. though. You're getting a 320 on base percentage and a guy who gets a lot of plate appearances, and it really yeah. hurts you. So uh, I just I felt like I needed to shore that up. So we'll see. I got to make up, you know, 10 points, and um, we'll see if I could do that to take over first, and we'll see how it all works out. Yeah, no, it's uh, you're definitely in that league. You're definitely the favorite going into next year. There's no doubt in my mind. Our our team could finish anywhere from first to third this year. I think barring a total collapse, we should be somewhere in that range. But when I look at your team and I look at the injuries you've incurred, uh, you're I got, definitely I got Dustin May and Walker Bueller in my IL. It's crazy. Right. No, yeah, you've got at least seven or eight players that are difference makers sitting on your IL. So, yeah. you know, hey, whatever we finish this year, we're definitely not going to be the favorites heading into next year. It'll be your team, man. I I, I agree. Having having a player with a 400 OBP allows you certain luxuries. My concern about Trout is exactly the same as everybody else's. Yeah. Are we now looking at a player that is 350 to 400 at-bats moving forward each and every year? We could and very well be... Do, looking That's, at that, it could be the Clayton Kershaw of the hitters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, former, and, be, and again, former best of breed, you know, in terms yeah. of best hitter, best pitcher, and a guy when he plays can be, you know, a huge difference maker. But he could be taken off six weeks a year. Yeah, that's yeah. And you're very cognizant of that. You were when you made the trade. So now it's just how does it shake down? I sat on it for. All, all night. So I thought about it, got up and thought about it. And I'm like, you know, this is probably the wrong move. But I think if I can get him back for the last two months of the season, I think he's the guy that can put me over the top. And uh, yeah. I, I believe that we'll see if he doesn't come mm-hmm. back. I mean, and then it's like the cortisone shot. So I'm looking at yeah. why, why are they putting it in his back? And then you read, it's really, that was the only way to get at the rib. So it's a rib problem, not a back problem. I'm going, all right. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit. So I'm trying to play amateur doctor here, Tim. Yeah. We're sort of stuck between a rock and a hard place in that same league because we have some really good young players, but we're not going to part with O'Reilly green. We'll take our chances with what we have before. And I know I've said, if you, hey, if you can put yourself over the top, but there's three teams, at least three teams, contending for five for 
for there's at least five teams contending for three money slots. That's a little too tight to start giving up young players of that uh, of that ilk. Nah, not going to happen. I've been able to remake that team and still rate, retain Yuri Perez and Robert Hassel, so I feel pretty I good. Yeah, but uh, it's it's I got depth, and it's uh, mm-hmm. but you know I've having to give up Ozzy Albies, and yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. giving up good players, but we'll see. In my other league that I traded for on Friday, I called up today so i was tied for first coming into the cell i think nice. that's going to work out well for me so yeah. uh but we'll see we'll see uh, yeah. nobody wants to hear about our league Sammy, but i think it's yeah. fun to talk about yeah um, me too couple couple guys before we get into our third segment which is actually looking at the trade deadline jose quintana timmy got another win yesterday yeah. and cole irving won for the fifth time for the athletics um yeah. what do you what do you think about both of those guys I think if you're looking at them as a five-six type starter, that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't have any problems with either one of them. I, again, you're looking. Which at one would you rather roster? Cooler one. Even though I mean, it's got a three three hundred eight ERA. It's got six strikeouts for nine, a four seventy one x ERA. Yeah, and he's what fifteen years younger than Quintana. <laughs> yeah, Quintana's <laughs> old as the hills. Yeah, that's exactly. the former gotta... White Sox from the day. Yeah, uh, you know, hey, I had some really, really good teams uh, with Jose Quintana, and had uh, you know had some great, great experiences. But those are in the rearview mirror. So I, I've actually got Cole or Ir- Ir- Irvin in a couple leagues, and I'm. Per- Perfectly happy and content with what he's done, you know, this year. Both of those pitchers, you can be guaranteed that if they can, if they stay with the teams they're currently on, if you can get two wins out of them over the next two months, you're doing well. I think they're sucker picks if people try to trade for them. Baseball teams try to trade for them at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I think they're yeah. both. They're they're uh, well. A lot of times, pitchers pitch very well in Oakland, and then they leave and they get blown up. But it does remind me a little bit of when the Red Sox traded for. Oh, it was a couple of years ago. As he was playing for the Alex Cobb. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he was terrible. You know, he's having a great season with the Orioles, and they got yeah. into Red Sox. He got uh, he got obliterated, and mm. uh, and eventually got cut before the season even was over. And I just feel like these are those same kind of players that yeah. some team was able to find magic in it for a few months. And they've got, you know, they got some people have some values and, and somebody's going to take the bait. And I think it's going to be a mistake. Yeah, I again, I in a trade situation, I'd be more bullish on Irvin. As yeah. compared to Quintana, but I don't know. I I think they could both be on the move, but depending where they end up, I I don't see I don't see huge interest coming from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Definitely not interest from me either. Uh, looks like Robbie Ray is having trouble. He pitches well against lousy teams, not so well against good teams. He's having trouble with Houston, Tim. Uh, doesn't. Just about everybody have trouble with Houston. It's a really good team. I could it yeah, be Houston it's... and the Dodgers again, Tim? Well, right now, if you ask me who the best, uh, not the team with the best record, but who is the best team in the AL, it's Houston. Yeah, the Yankees have some problems. 
all of a sudden to me they looked invincible and then they, they they've been lucky because they haven't been injured and now we got Stanton down we've got some of their pitching they lost King which I think is a big deal a role as Chapman yep. has not been the same guy since he came mm-hmm. back and a couple of their starters are wobbly with yeah. it's not good yeah. I mean they're Tyon Luis t- Severino yeah it's, it's it's not good you know Domingo Herman came back this week and he got spanked pretty good if the Yankees need a least one relief pitcher you know they're going to get i guess zach zach britain and possibly another reliever back before but they can't they cannot count on zach you know, britain tim he hasn't pitched in years i mean well, it's been a long time yeah you know when you start looking at you know what could be you know they just got louisa back but he's not pitching well they can't they can't afford to hope that pitchers like Luizica bounce back. They, you know. They're going to have to uh, go out and sign some guys, Tim. That's the bottom ooh. line. They're going to have to sign yeah. some relievers. Yeah, hey, it looks like, you know, King King Green and Britain, they know that's, that's, that's done. They've got to go out and get a relief pitcher. They really do in a, in a big way. And I think, I think they will. Well, that sets us up for our next segment. Timmy, let's take a break, get back, and we're going to talk about trade deadline, which is actually August the 2nd, not yeah, July 31st. August the 2nd, we're going to got top 10 guys. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Adolis Garcia with number 17, Tim. Just saying. I saw that, yes. Yeah. He's really good. <laughs> he can hit the ball far. He runs like the wind. Again, yeah. just don't count on BA and OVP. <laughs> he is uh he likes the ball up. He likes to swing, oh, yeah. man. He likes it up in the air. Uh, so Why he, isn't he seeing a steady diet of off-speed stuff? You know what I mean? It's like uh, It's uh, not that he, he literally they, they need to pitch him up in the zone and out of the zone cuz he he chases yeah. a little bit too much, but uh I know he's gotten better. He's better than he was last year. And this is about the time he started to fall off. So let's see, Tim. Let's see if he can if he can hold it together in the second half. 
Yeah, fair enough. All right, Timmy, we're going to predict the trade deadline. I want to know the top 12 players, do they get dealt? If so, where do they get dealt? And then we'll talk about player implications of them getting moved. Primarily, who's going to get the playing time once they get moved in? I think everybody needs to take notes in this section because it's very, very important. First is Juan Soto, Timmy. I, we've been talking about him over the last couple of weeks. I've seen mm-hmm. some crazy-ass trades. I think they're all way uh, over-aggressive, particularly if Corbin gets included. Does he get moved, and who takes him? He doesn't get moved. Wow. Uh, well, I, I, I think because uh, the Nats are looking at tying in that Corbin contract. I think that's going to be cause for teams to offer considerably less than what Washington wants to receive. Now, hey, I don't know what value they put on the Corbin contract, but it's going to cost them some talent. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. And I think because of the complications of that and introducing that, you know, hey, if they're looking at, hey, we're going to we're going to trade Juan Soto. We want this, 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 and this. Oh, and by the way, you're going to absorb. There's too many moving pieces now, I think, to get a deal done in a hurry. That's sort of where I'm at. And they got to get the they got to get the right uh, they got to get the right players. Uh, I think if if anybody, I'm I'm still leaning towards the Dodgers. If anybody can pull it off, I think it's L.A. Do they need him? Oh, there's a difference between needs and wants. Everybody needs Juan Soto, right? He's uh, arguably the best player. Well, everybody baseball. wants Juan Soto. I'm yeah. not sure very many uh, teams need Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that argument occurred when they picked up Mookie Betts. Did the right. Dodgers need? Yeah, yeah. If if the Dodgers feel they can, yeah, they won't hesitate. I don't think if. It's reasonable, but I, I think the introduction of the Corbin thing, I, I just think there's too many too many moving parts. That makes more sense for an off-season type deal, so I think. Corbin Carroll is owed in 2023 and 24. What did I say, Corbin? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's right, Patrick Corbin, excuse me. Corbin would yeah. be real happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's these he's owned uh, 24 plus 35, $59 million in 23 and 24 plus two months of another $23 million. So let's just call it $65 million. So Uh you figure the the Nationals are probably pay half of that, so $30 million. Plus Uh, another minimum of 60 mil in arbitration for two years for Soto. Yeah, but he's worth it. It's, so you got to think that it's, yeah, but it's thirty to thirty-five million dollars of dead money that you got to take yes. on. Yeah, you're investing a hundred million in making that trade before you give any players back. So hundred million, so fifty million dollars a year for Juan Soto before you give uh, players back. Well, you got Soto for two years, so you're looking right. at thirty times two is sixty plus the thirty-five. You're up to ninety-five, hundred million. So hundred million, so that's fifty million dollars a year that you're really going to be playing for mm. Juan Soto. That's, oh, sorry, that's your yes. logic, right? Yeah. So what, what well, else you're majoring you in accountancy, Tim. Come on, you got to yeah. keep up, buddy. <laughs> oh, I know. I've uh, time to dust off the abacus. <laughs> so fifty million dollars is probably a little high for Juan Soto, but it's not completely out of the ballpark. So now you got to figure out. What's the vig to pay to get Juan Soto? And that's that's probably a, a couple of decent prospects, but not like Robert Hassel type prospects. 
yeah, you're going to get a couple prospects, two to three back, but you're not going to get three to five with two of them being elite. I don't think you get any elite guys back. You've got to take on Carroll's. You might get like uh, Ronnie Mauricio, Ronnie Mauricio type of guy, you know, who's uh, a kid that's just about ready as Waldo Peraza, a guy that's just about ready that, you know, that's probably going to be a good player, but not a guy has a chance to be Juan Soto. Uh, I think, I think the Dodgers would part with, I guess, I guess it depends on your definition of, of elite, but I, I think the Dodgers would give up the other half of the catching situation. They give up Bobby Miller, Wilman Diaz, Pages, maybe Vargas. They, they give up three or four of those type players. I don't think so. No, I think think they would give up. I don't think they'd give up Cortaya. They Mm. might give up like a Gavin Stone. Uh, they might give up a Bobby Miller, perhaps. I don't even know if they would do that. Uh, maybe Andy Pages, because there's some swing and miss concern in his his game. That, so those would be like lesser guys. I don't. I can't imagine well, getting Diego Cartaya and taking Corp and taking all the money on. I can't believe they would do that. Uh, no, not with. I'm talking about if they don't. If the if Corbin's not involved. If Corbin's involved, that's a whole different story. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, I I just think that you know what did they you know they gave up Max Scherzer as a rental, and two years of Trey Turner, and they got back Cabert Ruiz and Josiah Gray. I think they'll do better than that for Soto, if Corbin's not there. If Corbin is there, they're they're not. So so no, yeah. Exactly. So I think it's more the Mookie Betts kind of deal. Uh, where they had, you know, that which was uh, Alex Verdugo, mm-hmm. and in a couple of prospects. So something like that might actually work. Yeah, so, if if Corbin's involved, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. All right, but so the, the problem is they they want they want the best of both worlds, and they're not going to get it. Washington. Well, they not have to know if if Corbin Carroll's yeah, involved. It's, I mean, that's that's a lot of money they have to pay, unless they think they can fix Corbin Carroll. Or you mean? Uh... Patrick Corbin. I keep saying Patrick Corbin. <laughs> Unless they can fix Patrick, tells you where my head is. <laughs> Unless they Prospect, can fix Prospect361.com. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Pat, unless they think they can pick a fix Patrick Corbin. Uh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's did, did they fix uh oh who was the um yeah, the pitcher, the lefty, David Price. Did they ever David fix Price? David Price? Uh no. David Price, I believe, is retiring after this year. So, but he was part of the Mookie Betts deal, right? They had to take on that salary. That's why I'm thinking that Alex Verdugo probably feels and sounds a little bit like Gavin Stone, uh, mm-hmm. somebody like that. And then who we have to take a look at who else went back. Maybe it's a little bit more than Gavin Stone. Yeah, yeah no Miller, though. I don't think it's Miller. I think Alex Verdugo was looked upon as a as a full-time regular, not a star. Mm-hmm. So, yep. which I, I think uh, Kartai is. So, I think yeah, what... that, you gotta you gotta eat the Corbin contract if you want to be talking, you know, the top three four players. Yeah, out of their system, and hey, maybe the Yankees aren't going to give a Volpe and eat that contract. No, no, no it's not going to happen. And then I you got to think about how many teams can not... really take on that amount of salary, and then the, the thought of having to sign him if you sign him long term. I mean. <laughs> Then all of a sudden, it's wow. <laughs> well, yeah, you're looking. Yeah, you know, the rumor mill has them turning down 440. You're looking at half a billion dollars. Uh huh. Okay, plus 
to ink him to a long-term deal. There are only a handful of teams that will spend that level of uh, that level of money. Yeah, and I one of them is not Pittsburgh Pirates, John. Dean. I don't even know. Like, It'll be fascinating to see if anybody does because there's so much evidence that says that's such a bad idea. Look at Mike Trout. We were just talking about it. Yes. And Michael, Michael Trout, you know, one of the best players ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's 30 years old. And having injury concern, are mm. we are we to believe that in seven years that mm. Juan Soto is is going to be completely healthy, healthy mm. with no potential uh, you know back issues or something like that? No, uh, that would be dumb. Yeah, well, and I think part of it too is I think we have to recognize that these players are also getting paid for past services when they sign these big deals. Well, they shouldn't be. Well, no, 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 you're being me. You're being hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? But again, I, I think that's I, if I if I may, I think that's an old yeah. view. I, I, I don't think the modern GM thinks that way, because uh, that would if they do, that's that's a big mistake, because it's like you got to pay for what you're going to contribute for my team, not the other team that you're on. I don't care about that. Yeah. But in Trout's case, how much of it? Related to the first three, four, first three, four years. But he set the bar for Juan Soto. And if mm-hmm. I'm anybody and I'm thinking about plunking down a half a billion dollars mm-hmm. for Juan mm-hmm. Soto, boy, that's that's a tough one, Tim. Because, like, like, part of the problem with the Angels is Mike Trout. They've got such a gigantic contract with him. It's hard to bring in players, uh, enough players around him that that are also big money guys. Well, yeah. Well, I think the the bigger part of the problem is Artie Moreno, but that's what you, <laughs> you know. What I mean, that's uh, and they just yeah. don't like to sign pitchers. To me, they're they're yeah. against signing pitchers to long term contracts. Yeah, I would give you as of today, the odds of them re-signing Shoei or Otani are less than five percent. I I can't imagine that he's he might be more expensive than Juan Soto. Well, and he wants to win too. Yeah. Yeah. So you know who's gonna? He's not. He's not signing with the Angels. I think if Juan Soto signs a half a billion dollars, signs for four four fifty or four seventy, I think Otani signs for more. It's entirely possible. Guy's really good. So yeah, yeah, he pitches too, Tim. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By then you'll be closing. <laughs> exactly. Wilson Contreras, Timmy. Uh, Cubs. Does he sign? If he did, if so, where does he sign for? Uh, I think odds are good that he stays in Chicago. I hope he does. But I, I could I could see the Yankees investing there. Boy, they love they love that duo, the Timmy and, and I gotta tell you, they might be making the difference with that team. That pitching staff is so much better. You think Nestor Cortez would be Nestor Cortez if Gary Sanchez was back there? Uh no, his ERA <laughs> be uh, elevated by at least a run or two a game just on pass well no, pass balls don't count, right? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no. It uh, uh of course, I'm not see- saying Contreras is better than Gary Sanchez defensively, but they they I mean one of the one of the guys is uh, Trevino's a, a, an all star. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that I'm, not impress you? No, okay. I'm not convinced. No, I'm not convinced. No. Okay, Luis Castillo, Timmy, with the Cincinnati Reds. Where does he go, or does he stay? Assuming he's vaxxed, the Jays. Oh man, that's good. That's a good point. That yeah. would be a great, great place for him. Jays have to add a pitcher. 
I think if they're going to be at all serious about going for the big prize this year, and uh, why why not Lewis Castillo? I agree with you, Timmy. I think and he's he is not. I think he's got one more year before he's a free agent. Is that correct? Let me look real quick here. Click that on, and Lewis Castillo is a. He's still got one more year of arbitration, 2023. So the team would have a year of control. That's he's going to be expensive. Yeah, he's gonna he's he's going to be pricey, but I think you're getting a good pitcher as well. Well, here's a guy that's definitely going to get moved. I think is Andrew Benatendi. Yeah, I got him going to the Jays. Spite move. I don't think he's a very good player. I don't get uh, I don't get so, Andrew sorry, Benatendi. I, I, I shouldn't be that mean and cruel because he couldn't play for the Jays, right? So right, right. Yeah, I I. <laughs> I think he's a. I don't understand why anybody would want him. I, 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 with any contender, like, why do you want him? Oh, because he's better than Aaron Hicks. Does he play could, center field? I, I could, I, I could see. Uh, well, no judges are center fielder. Yeah, well, Hicks and Hicks and uh, Judge are playing center. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see the Yankees looking at acquiring Benintendi. They need pitching, so they will go out and acquire bats. <laughs> here's a real <laughs> that's, here's a that's by, by twisted logic in the whole thing. Here's a really good name. I think I got the name from MLB Trade Rumors. Just they they put their top twelve guys. Brandon Drury, Timmy. He Cincinnati's got four guys in their top twelve, by the way, which is pretty fascinating. Brandon Drury. I got him going to Seattle. That might actually be a good good fit for him well you you take a look right now seattle's definitely in the hunt for a playoff spot and right now you look at that middle infield and you know jp crawford is is limited offense he's a good defensive player and he's not he's okay with the bat but adam frazier at second base Drury would be a, a relatively inexpensive upgrade going to a contending team. I could see Seattle making a move like that. I agree with you. I I, I didn't understand why they why this Mariner signed uh, Adam Frazier anyway. I mean, he's, he's like a, your classic utility guy. Yeah, utility guy thrust into a full time role, and yeah, he's okay, but. I, I think I think I think that'd be a good fit. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Mariners there. Who who needs Josh Bell, Tim? You, you got to believe he's gone. He's a free agent next season. Yeah, you know when when you start looking at what's happening in the AL Central, and it's a fairly open race. I'm going to go with the Twins. Okay, that would work. But yeah, I, what's his face is playing first base? Uh, the big guy. Um. Right, uh, used to play what, third base. Nine plays first base. Uh, are you talking Sano? Sano, yes. Uh, Sano is hurt. Oh, yes. He yeah, he's been on the IL. Oh, okay. That tells yeah. you how 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 wired I am to. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, who's playing first base? Who's playing first base right now for the Twins? It oh, it's, is. it's Lewis Arise. No, yes, That's it's right. Lewis Arise. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. And they got Jose Miranda DHing, and he's been playing fairly well. And they got Urschel at third base. Well, they can move Miranda. They can they could take Bell and play him between first base and DH. And I, I think it would fit. I think they need. I think the Twins need a big bat. They need they need somebody in there in the five six spot. 
other than Kirilov and Polanco and Miranda, I think they need an established big bat. I think Josh Bell would be a good fit for the Twins. I, I agree with you, but Lewis Arise is one of their guys, right? I mean, he's, he's an all-star, Tim. Let's bring that up again. So uh, is Lou Trevino. Continue. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I always thought Lewis Arise should be a utility guy, but I can't believe they got him playing first base. I, I, I can't believe I spaced on that because I've tweeted out about how ridiculous that is, but he can hit, Tim. Yeah, well, no, he can hit. There is no doubt about it. But I think when you look at that lineup, okay, you got a, a Rice who can hit, but he's a slap hitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Byron Buxton is day-to-day, today today for the rest of the year. Okay. That's mm-hmm. just who he is. Kep was dealing with a, a toe injury, and Kepler's okay, but he's just okay. Jorge Polanco should be hitting somewhere in the fifth, five, six spot. They need another bat in there. But where do they, they put a rise? Do they put him at they third can, and Ursula hits the bench? He can DH. They can move him to third. They can move Miranda to third. Just, uh, I think the player who will uh, who is a regular full-time player, it, it'll be a combination between Miranda and Ursula, one of those two. Okay. But I think if they could acquire a bat like Josh Bell, they'd be in really good shape right now, I think. I think it would make a big difference to that team. Let's, and they can find a way to make it work. Let's fire these last six off very quickly. Frankie Montas. Uh, Yankees. Martin Perez. Uh, he's old. The White Sox. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, David Robertson. Uh, he's he's lived it, been there, worn that T-shirt. Back to the Yankees. Uh, that's what I think. I agree with you there. Whit Merrifield. Uh, the Padres. They need, so I guess Mirafield can play the outfield. He can also play any infield, uh, second base. So, okay, that might work. Tyler yeah, Maley. Uh, Dodgers. That would be actually a good spot because Maley might actually get better. <laughs> so I like yes. that. And finally, Tommy Pham. Does anybody Perf- want Tommy Pham? A perfect fit, again, with Tony La Russa and the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> and with that, let's get back and do t- uh, Tim's waiver wire. Tim, we're already almost an hour into the show. Well, it is a show. Way too much time on Juan Soto. I think I, I think we could talk hours about Juan Soto. It's it's incredibly fascinating. Yeah, it is. Uh, when you start looking at the elite of the elite being shopped around, yeah, it is fascinating. It really is. And I, I hope he gets moved, Tim, because it's going to give us some stuff to talk about. Everybody, some stuff to talk about, and uh, it's going to be great. I hope he, I really hope he gets moved. So we'll find yeah. out. It'll be. Uh, a week and since the next Sunday is the 31st, so we're talking nine days. And it's on a Tuesday, August 2nd, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. And it's, what, 9 o'clock at night instead of 6? Six, 6, six like? o'clock at night. 6 o'clock oh, at night. Oh, it is 6? Oh, okay. I thought I read it used to be four. It used to be, used four, to be four. In the af- 4 in the afternoon. Right. Well, it used to be midnight, always yeah. on the 31st, and then they moved right. it to 4 p.m., which makes mm-hmm. sense. So mm-hmm. all the media can make their deadlines and stuff. I right. get that. Now mm-hmm. it's at six, which is up, but I don't. I didn't hear why they moved it to August second. 
Yeah, I can't figure that one out for the life of me. Uh, obviously, they don't care about us, or they would have done it with our fantasy week <laughs> on <true>. the Sunday. <laughs> well, that would have made sense, right? If they say, if I, I can, you can argue. Well, we don't want to do it on a Sunday because that's the last game on the weekend. But why not do it on a Monday? Why not do it the first? Why Maybe the second? Got- Maybe they've got a game with Peacock and they don't want to take away from the revenues. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Okay, Timmy, let's get to your uh, waiver. There's some good names on here. The first is J.J. Blade gets the call from Miami. Timmy, I saw him in the fall league. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the player. Might be a three true outcome guy. Walks a lot. There's definitely power there, but he's going to strike out a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because I I, I had J.J. Blade written up, okay, as a spec pick. Okay, on Thursday, Friday, I had him listed. I had all of everything down. I had rechanged the, rechanged the capsule totally when he got the call, and then I actually got a hit, stole a base today. So I, th- I think Miami has to do something to try and boost their offense, and he was the most likely target I saw as far as uh, as far as a you know a call up, uh, pick up type uh, type move. The, Miami's offense has just been terrible. They got shut out four out of five games. It's yeah, it's it's been brutal. So and hopefully they lost Blade. Jazz Chisholm. He fractured uh, his back. I actually read about like how that happens, and it's definitely a because um, I had a herniated disc, and it's not a right. herniated disc. It's like a you, where your disc gets cracked, and whereas they can surgically go in and repair a herniated disc. It's kind of hard to repair that crack, so you almost have to just let it heal because you really can't pin it. Um, yeah. Which is so it is truly a fracture in it, so it's really rest and hope that yeah. it gets better. And apparently, it's very prone for the twisting action of young athletes. That's what. Uh, uh, okay, well, so, some of them, the growth, the growth stage is still there in a lot of the hitters. It could be, and it's yeah. that's not good. So he might. He's on the 60-day IL, so he might not be back this season. Yeah, I think he's done for the year. That's yeah. my personal thoughts. Yeah, yeah, just give him a long extended stay and see uh, yeah. see if that that fixes him. So I I don't I think having a fractured back is better than a herniated disc because that means you have to surgically get that repaired, which you know you're always going to be a weakened back at that point, which is you know I think what uh, Kershaw had done. So. Yeah. Who knows? I have neither, okay, on my top ten list. <laughs> okay. Seth Brown, Tim, now I have a question for you. In your 20-team yeah. league, uh, I need a first baseman. I am without Spencer Torkelson. Mm-hmm. So, Seth Brown or G-Man Choi? It's an on-base Seth percentage Brown. league. Yeah, I I take the power, take the hit in the OBP. Okay. He's Seth replacing... Brown's going to play every day. He's replacing Spencer Torkelson. So if they hit a home run, either one of them does, I win. So. Yes, you win, yeah. Yeah, right now it's 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 a win-win situation for you. But, again, you're going to pay a price with Brown, and and it's very simple. It's in the batting average uh, OBP numbers. But at the same point in time, if you're struggling for an injury replacement, if he's going to hit and the heart of the Oakland Athletics lineup, and he's going to hit some home runs, drive in some runs. All right, well, I'll do that order. I'll do uh, Seth Brown, G-Man Choi, and then I'll put a dollar bid on uh, the guy that just got traded to the Mets, uh, <laughs> the big guy. Um, uh, Vogelbach for the Vogelbach, stolen base yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, that's it, it's pretty pretty awful at first base at the moment, but that's, that's what yes. I got. Uh, Ezekiel Durant, Tim, you mentioned him on Friday. Yeah, 
uh, I was actually getting into a musical thing today uh, with some of my uh, narrative. And I say, if you're hungry like a wolf for high upside power speed bat, he could be your guy. I, I think the Rangers want to see what they have here. And I think he's going to play on a regular basis. And, yeah, there's some power speed potential there. So uh, I would spend a fair bit on Ezekiel Duran this weekend. He's definitely one of my targets. I'm not all that familiar with the next guy, Timmy, so I'm going to butcher his name. Vimeo yeah. uh, Machin? I'm going to go Machin. Machin? Ma- Ma- yeah, Machin. But, but there was a, yeah. there's a catcher out there named Machin, right? So uh, I don't know. Yeah, again, I carried on with my musical. Hey, if it doesn't work out, eh, it gives you the opportunity to rage against Machin. Uh, <laughs> solid strike zone judgment, middling power. He's hitting in the leadoff spot in Oakland. Yeah, in, in in only leagues, give him a look. Next guy is Matt Manning. Not endorsement, but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't have anything to add to there. Obviously, Matt Manning, that's great news that he's potentially coming yeah. back. Yeah, he is. Detroit, Detroit could definitely use the arm, you know. Eduardo Escobar. No, Rodriguez. Oh, Rodriguez, sorry, yeah. Rodriguez is still MIA. I mean, and, we haven't heard anything. Uh, I did read something, but it did not sound very positive at all. Is it is it injury related or, or something going on with his family or him it's, personally? It's, or it's it's personal. Okay, so we don't and, know if it's a family issue or, or if he's got something else going on that's non medical related. Uh, they're saying he'll return to the Tigers in late August. Okay. Okay, I believe it was a. It's just being just described as a personal matter. There's rumors it's a, uh, it's a spousal thing. Whatever. There's also okay. Okay. But yeah, it, it's, it's not the inflammation of his heart has come back, right? Mm-hmm. They haven't said anything. I guess they would have told us that. They told us that the first time. So. Yeah. No, it's just personal leave, and you know between him and Casey Mize, and now you know Rony Garcia came back, and now he's back out. It'd be the Tigers. Bo, Bo Brisk is on the IL. The Tigers need some arms, and hopefully uh, Manning gets a good opportunity uh, down the stretch to get some work in heading into 2023. I think one of the big free agent pickups over the offseason is going to be A.J. Hinch. I do not think he's going back to the Tigers, and it'll be interesting to see where he winds up. I wouldn't be surprised. I think a great place for him, Timmy, would be in Chicago. And mm-hmm. if, they, if they would have the courage to jettison Tony La Russa, I think he'd do a fantastic job. I, I bet you that whole team would turn around. Yeah, I would substitute courage for smarts. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, something's got to be done there. And, and let's face it, A.J. AJ Hinch – can basically raise his ticket. He went to Detroit, I think, looking at their minor league system yeah. and what he could develop, yeah. you know, and, you know, turn that team into much the same as he did with the Houston Astros into a winning club. Well, he can, he can go wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. Basically, he could end up, he could end up in Philly. He could end up drawing. The White Sox is absolutely perfect, but he's going to want to go somewhere where he sees potential for that club. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a good, solid, potentially playoff World Series type team. So I like your call on the White Sox, but he'll write the ticket. He'll go where where he feels his opportunities are best, and he's earned that with his work with Houston. 
Yeah, and, and I, you know, I knew a lot, as you know, in the Astros organizations, what they were doing behind the scenes a little bit, and I never heard like a negative word about him ever. Like just like a tremendous person and blah 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 blah. Now again, he was he didn't stop the trash can thing. So I mean, he does have to live with that. But I mean, I hear he's, a, he's just a solid individual and a great baseball yeah. mind. So I, you know, uh-huh. I don't know if you. I, I think the Detroit Tigers unfortunately are a lot further away than anybody than we thought coming into the season. And Hinch was very smart. He owned it yeah. when it happened. Yeah, you yeah. know, he yeah he. He took his lumps, but he also took the responsibility that went along with it. So, yeah, I don't have any problems with him. Check. I think he'd be a great acquisition for any team that's contending or near contending. Yeah, I mean, you could see the Red Sox actually jettison. They're they they got to do something. That's just somebody's got to pay for what's going on there. Timmy, Jorge Mateo, this this shocks me that yeah, he is only rostered in thirty four percent of CBS leagues and fourteen percent of ESPN. He is to me. He is not a full time major leaguer. I I, I I will say that till I'm blue in the face. But he does have 23 stolen bases, and this is a fantasy show. So yeah. Corey Mateo should be owned in just about every league. Well, yeah, it it shocked me too. I, I was just sort of wandering around looking for names, okay? And I stumbled onto Baltimore, and I figured, I wonder if Baltimore is – I wonder what's happening with some of these guys, you know, what their level of uh, roster rostership is. Mm-hmm. And I was floored when I saw Mateo with the, with 23 stolen bases, only rostered to 34 and 14%. That's a different difference maker in the stolen base category. Now, hey, you're, the bad news is, yeah, there's a lot of miss in the swing and miss game, but, man, that's a lot of stolen bases. Yeah. You know, if, if he, you're in one of the 66% of the leagues at CBS that don't have him going, there's an opportunity to make up some ground in the stolen base category quickly. I mean, I, back, I played ESPN back in the day, and there were 10-team public leagues, and maybe <laughs> maybe you don't own them in a 10-team league. I, don't know, I haven't played a 10-team league in a long time. But I would still think you'd need stolen, well, you need stolen bases in those rotisserie leagues, so I still think he'd be an asset, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just very quickly taking a look here just to satisfy my curiosity, because when you, when you look at at Mateo, right? Mm-hmm. John Birdie offers you the same thing, doesn't he? I I don't know. I don't think he has much power. Neither yeah, does Mart- uh, and Mateo has probably a two eighty on base percentage, two seventy. I'm going. Well, yeah, right now Birdie's on the IL, mm-hmm. but he's leading the league in stolen bases, and he's rostered in CBS to the tune of 60%. And what's his on-base percentage? Uh, his on-base percentage mm-hmm. is, drum roll please, this year 365. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's a much better player. But, but two home like, runs. Yeah, but Mateo's 260, right? So he's he's only helping you. And he bats number nine, so he's only helping you uh, in stolen bases. How many runs scored does Mateo have? Uh, I'm 33. That's one more than John Birdie. Okay. So they both have that. But what? what is – Mateo, what's he hitting with an on-base percentage? Mateo is on base? Uh, you're, forcing me, you're forcing me to click multiple times here. Mateo <laughs> – 
Even my hyper hyperspeed computer cannot. I'm going to guess at 280. Yeah, that's yeah. So that's, that's a significant. That's a so the batting average has got to be something a lot less than that. So that's probably why the two are not. Uh, yeah, my, my computer's really slow for two, some reason. Actually, it's only 261. Yeah. But again, if you're if you're looking for pure speed, yeah, yeah, there's there's a chance to pick up some ground with Mateo. I totally agree with you. All right, let me get back to uh, next guy is another. Uh, let's see, Ramiel Tapia. Did we hit hit him yet? That's where we're at. Ten for nineteen in the past five games. Yeah, you want to hear something crazy? I actually had him going in one league this week as i did as well yeah <laughs> my labor team is so bad i needed an outfielder so i threw a buck down on tappy and ended up with him and got um, today the last i saw he was three for three with four rbis springer's still dealing with an elbow issue and Tapia is really playing well and i think as we move into august i think tappy is still going to find a way to work his way into the lineup and get at bats uh hot hand right now he'll even give you the odd stolen base so i think it's time that we shared a little bit more than nine percent of our cbs love with ramel tapia ramon urias uh, all the urias's brothers always cousins always pronounce their last name slightly different so mm. i might have the intonation wrong so forgive me there he's uh, eligible second base third base and shortstop and i've used him as an injury replacement this year yeah. in the past yeah, well, he's really, really been playing well of late. Nine for 20 uh, over the past five, three homers, eight BR, eight RBIs. It's time to take advantage of his current streak. Hope it extends into next week, uh, the multiple position eligibility. That's a guy that you want, like, in the 20-team league. You know, a, a guy that you can plug in that covers second, third, and shortstop. Right. And, yeah, makes your life a little bit e- easier when you end up with the injuries that you know you're going to end up with he wouldn't help me with spencer torkelson just fyi uh, <laughs> david Villar, timmy with third baseman with the giants yeah evan longoria down for the count again i i think it's time that evan longoria moved into a full-time dh sort of i think he's got to have at least three trips to the il this year yeah and he's there again uh the magic like, with the Giants, Timmy, just did not repeat, did it? No, he had, he had he was okay the past couple of years. He's had spurts, but no, that's what I mean. Had, I mean, but the Giants were great last year, and Belt was great, uh, um, Lagoria was great, uh, Crawford was great, and they're all having injury yeah. slash old man kind of years. I mean, they're not nearly what they were last last season. No, it's no, it's not the same team. No, yeah. the, the the magic. Uh, the mojo isn't there this year in San Francisco. Yeah. It, it really is. And it's but, funny. I think everybody knew that. And hopefully yeah. the Giants knew that. Last guy is a kid that I brought to your attention. That's Ken Waldichuk. I, I, yeah. I agree that it just seems like it's a perfect setup that uh, we see him at some point. I think so, too. I think there's room for Schmidt and Waldichuk in New York. Well, Schmidt is up bullpen today. So Yeah. It, exactly, but I, again, we were debating whether it's going to be Schmidt or Waldachuk. I, I think there's room for both of them right now in New York. And his last outing was only so-so at best, but he's pitched well this year. So, uh, again, depending on what the Yankees do at the deadline, I think he's somebody that you should take a look at right now. Stash him cheap and hope he gets a call. 
Good stuff, Timmy. Uh, let's take a break, get back, and do your closer report. Sounds good. We are back on time. Harder with the uh, closer report, Timmy. The first is we're going to go through your closer report. You've got two guys uh, listed here. We'll go through those, and then we're going to do a preview of the uh, trade deadline and go through you know four or five guys who might get moved, and therefore who's going to be their fill-in for that, either by looking at your closer report or speculating on some other guys. But uh-huh. First two guys on your closer report. The first guy is Wandy Peralta. He is a relief pitcher. He is with the New York Yankees. Yes. If you would have said a month ago, okay, if I would have said Wandy Peralta is going to play a crucial role on the New York Yankees this year, what would you have said to me, Rich? I said, doesn't he play for the Brewers? <laughs> oh, that's Freddie Peralta. Oh, okay. Uh, okay yeah. yeah. I like that answer, though, because that's that's the right answer, isn't yeah. it? Let's <laughs> play somewhere else. I never heard of him. Yeah. Was, exactly. I've, actually, I've actually seen him pitch. He's actually okay. So. Yeah. Well, and again, we're, we're, at the, we're at the stage where he is the number two guy right now in New York. Chapman has not looked good at all. The, the injury to Michael King, that's that's a big injury. And, you know, for all the rumors that we hear about the Yankees looking at this bat, the next bat, whatever, the Yankees don't need yep. the bats. They need some arms, and they need them desperately. You look and compare right now the two best teams in the American League, the Yankees and the Astros, and you look at the rotation, and you look at the bullpen, and there's a significant difference. And as we all know, pitching wins in October, doesn't it? Uh, didn't the Astros just beat uh, the Yankees in a doubleheader, both front, uh, and, front and back end? The answer is yes. Yeah. That was, that was on Thursday. Yeah, they're, they're winning, <laughs> yeah they're, they're winning again today. Yeah. Uh, right now, the Astros have the best team in the American League, and the Yankees have got to get some pitching. Uh in a, in, a, in a big way. They really do. I think Luis Severino getting hurt is not good. Uh, so it's – and to me, it's an older team. And, you know, I, I hope they can stay healthy. But that's that's the big concern. Get these have older you guys. Seen, have, have you seen what Tyon has done recently? Uh, so. Well, Jameson Tyon, his ERA was somewhere in the high twos a, a month, six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Well – in his best, oh, five, six starts, he allowed six against Houston, uh, three against the A's, five Pittsburgh, six in Boston, pitched a real good game in the second Boston, and then went into and allowed where they starting to, is, is looking tired right now. Uh, they have some pitching problems they have to address. I agree. Timmy, we're having, uh, some, we're having some problems. Stop the pause the podcast. There's something okay. something going on here. I got to. The uh, browser I'm on just sucking down all the resources. So let me get out of that. Um, got Trevor Rosenthal. I don't know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds good at this end. Yeah, yeah. You just you broke up, so I just had to pause it real quick. Oh, we're back on. All right, we're back on. I guess we're going okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> all right. So that's uh, Wandy Peralta, and then Trevor Rosenthal flash from the stem. 
Yeah, Giants signed him, and I think when you have a manager that says the only thing stopping him from being one of the more effective closers in the game uh, is health, as which Gabe Kapler said when they signed him, I think those that have uh, Camilo DeVal rostered should really file this away for future reference because I think... Uh, even though he's still a couple weeks away, I think there might be an opportunity for saves in San Francisco with Rosenthal. Or the Giants might be sellers and might sell him. Hmm. That's a possibility as well. Yeah. You know, the, there are options there. I, I just I can see Trevor Rosenthal garnering some saves before that's uh, before the season's uh, over. All right, Tim, I got three other guys besides David Robertson who are closers at the moment that could get moved. And right. the first one is Daniel Bard with the Colorado Rockies. There's zero reason for them to keep him, but there was zero reason last year and they kept him. There was zero reason the year before and they kept him. What mm-hmm. do the Colorado Rockies do? Uh, I think they'll keep him. Okay. If... If not, who would you be speculating on there? Uh, I would look to teams right now that need a need an upgrade. Uh, that are no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me, let me say it. If he were to get moved, mm-hmm. which which person in in the Rockies would you be speculating on picking up? Okay, I would probably look. Ah. Uh, I'd probably look at Colomay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been effective in a long time, though. Uh, let's just see. I haven't really, off the top of my head, taken a look. His ERA this year is 278. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. Yeah, 278. Uh, he's allowed a few earned runs. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. He saved four games this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, looking back over the past couple of years, uh, last year was no great shakes at 415, but before that, 0. 0.81, 2.8, 2.53. Mm-hmm. So he's got a fairly solid solid history. Yeah, he saved 30, 30 games only, what, in 2019 with the White Sox, 12, 12 the year after, uh, uh, saved 17 with the Twins. Yeah, I, I think Colome is. Well, he's your current setup place. guy at the moment, so I guess it is Colome. Jorge Lopez, Tim. We talked about him. We both don't think he gets moved, but if he does, I think it's CNL uh, Perez. You think it's Felix Bat- uh, Batista? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Batista. Uh, when you look at, you know, uh, we only have three slots, okay, for relief pitchers. I put Perez in over Dylan Tate, but Dylan Tate's had a great year. Mm -hmm. You know, Batista, Perez, and Tate have all had really good years. You can argue for any of the three. I'm going to go with Batista. You like Perez. Somebody else uh, likes Dylan Tate. It could be any of those three Mm -hmm. or a combination of all of them. Mm -hmm. Last guy I have is Mark Melanson, Tim. Uh, It could be Ian Kennedy gets moved as well. So I'm assuming it's Mantiply. Yeah, Mantiply is the the guy that I would look to in the event of uh, Melanson and and or Kennedy getting moved. And I think Melanson and Kennedy both get moved to the White Sox. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Melanson was uh, actually I, I Melanson on one of our dynasty leagues is available. He's on the waiver wire, which I'm not sure how that happened, but somebody just gave up on him. I, I totally get it, Tim. I mean, he's, yes. he's dead man walking. You would think in Arizona they don't win many games. There's not a lot of opportunities. He's been terrible. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's how you hit the waiver wire. Yeah, I'd rather have Diaz in Cincinnati. He's younger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's upside potential. You know, Melanson has pitched fairly well lately in lowering lowering his ERA to 512. Mm-hmm. 36 games he's pitched this year. He's got 22 strikeouts. Okay, well, he's not helping you in ERA. He's not helping you in whip. He's not helping you in strikeouts. Uh, he saved 13 games. Uh, yeah, it's, I can see how Mark Melanson is sitting on waiver wires. Yeah. I think it's reasonable. Lou Trevino should also be in a lot of waiver wars. That guy's been brutal. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. That's is there know, Jackson Jackson or possibly Imenez when he comes off the IL. That's that's something that you want to look at. Yeah, I think I looked last. I looked. Imenez was supposed. Imenez. I think it's. I don't know. It's, it's probably Jimenez, right? So with a J. So uh, I think I saw August first or second is when they're expecting him back. So yeah, sometime in the next week. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anybody else of all these guys that you think might get moved, Timmy, that would open up a spot for somebody else? Uh, I think the teams, like, I think the Yankees are going to add somebody, but it's not going to take away from Clay Holmes. Uh, I think the Jays are going to add somebody. It's not going to take away from Romano. I think there are going to be the potential for... uh, Soto in Detroit could get moved. Yeah, that that was the name I was looking at. But they've also yeah. talked about Fulmer and Chafin being moved as well. So. Well, yeah. And I think if uh, like somebody like Soto gets moved, uh, I don't think all three will go. Last man standing ends up the closer in Detroit, and Soto ends up in a setup role possibly. Uh, the, Is, Jays, the Jays need a bullpen arm, and I think they'll go out and they'll, they'll acquire one. But it's not going to take – take over for Jordan Romano. It's going to be into a, a setup role. The Dodgers need a bullpen arm. Okay, same sort of scenario, except in, you know, Craig Kimbrell could play himself out of a job. So, so I'm looking at so, Liam Liam Hendricks. The White Sox are sitting on your close report at number 13. Yeah, they're down a bit. I Hendricks, I know, got hit pretty hard yesterday. When he came in, mm-hmm. it wasn't a save situation. I think they, it was tied up, and mm-hmm. uh, the Cleveland kind of came back, and the Class A kind of came in. And I mean, is he having that poor of a showing that you felt like you needed to drop them? I dropped him rather drastically when he was hurt. Okay. Okay, and I'm looking for a reason to move him back up, but David Bednar's been lights out. Kenley Jansen's got the job, and he does it. And you look at that bullpen in Atlanta with Smith and Minter, solid pen. Helsley getting the job done for the Cardinals. Uh, you know, Gallegos and Cabrera are both good pitchers. Uh, I've got I've got to see a little bit more from Hendricks to start moving him back up again. Like, I like Liam Hendricks a lot. And if I was doing this for next year, he's obviously going to be one of my top three closers. But right now, there's a lot of people out there pitching very, very well. Do you want right now, okay, in a vacuum, do you want Liam Hendricks or do you want Jorge Lopez? 
Probably want Hendricks. Mm. Even for the balance, assuming Lopez doesn't get moved. Yeah, I think I want Hendricks. But I, I, I understand I understand the position. Yeah. So mm. the reason I bring up Hendricks, yeah. is there any chance that he gets moved? Uh, Hendricks, I am going to say no. Because if you're and not... much the same, much the same as, uh, let me just take a, a quick look here and, and see what his contract status is. Uh, Liam Hendricks is signed through to 2024. He's got a club op- option in 24, but he, he's so, signed for next so, year at the 14 mil and a 15 million club option in 24. That's no, pretty. That's a pretty reasonable contract that. Mm-hmm. Somebody really might want to add a, you know, a Liam Hendricks, and you know, if you're not going to win, Tim, do you need a, a top end closer like that? Um, Tony Lasorda says they're going to win, so okay. you know what I mean. Hey, the team team is geared to winning in a weak division, right? Relatively weak division. I can't see them parting with Hendricks. It's much the same as looking at uh, looking at the Angels. Like uh, that's the next guy I'm going to, Rossi yeah. Glacius. I mean, that's another luxury. That team's going nowhere, Tim. Nowhere. Yeah, they're they're going nowhere. But if I'm not mistaken, Iglesias is tie, tied up for longer than Hendricks. I'll just take a quick look to confirm that. Uh, yeah, he's he's tied up. Iglesias is tied up at 16 mil per for the next three years. He's not a free agent until 2026. How many teams are going to pay 16 mil for Iglesias? To have him for the next three years with the Yankees, it's a good pitcher. Yeah, right. Yeah, he is a good pitcher. He's got a four fifty ERA with fifteen what? saves. Why would you pay that sort of? Why would you make a fifty Fair. million? I didn't realize that, it was a four fifty ERA. Yeah, you're looking at a, a forty forty eight million dollar commitment. When how much would it cost for Soto or Lopez or Lopez? Yeah. So, so yet another dumb signing by the uh, by the Angels. Well, they've got a glacius ink through his age thirty five season. Right. the The other thing I want to talk about is the Marlins. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Scott's been up and down to say the least. I think Anthony okay. Bass gets moved. At least that's what the rumor is. I yeah, still I like Dylan that. Floro, Timmy. I I I don't know what I know. He was injured to begin the season. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he's not being considered like. You would think as Tanner Scott loses it, baskets moved. I think it's Floro who gets a ch- who gets a shot there. I think it's a very real possibility. I certainly wouldn't write it off. But again, uh, they could move Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's it, that's a possibility. I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can totally rule that rule that out. Uh, I think the Marlins would love to. He's got a four forty the ERA, twelve saves. Good strikeout rates. Uh, the whip, 145. Again, he walks a lot of people. Yeah, he he's always a, he's has. A left, he's a left-handed guy that comes in and blows people away. That's that's what you have for. So yeah, he, he's, 58 he's, strikeouts and 40 and two-thirds. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's what he does. You, you bring but, him in a, You bring him in to, to face the, the the tough guys, and that's that's. I don't think you use him as a closer. I don't understand that, but you know that's what the Marlins have chosen to do. And Floro's just sitting there going, what about me? And it, he he could earn saves down the stretch. Yep. Yeah, there's no question in my mind. Uh, uh, again, 
there's going to be a lot of movement in the setup and closer ranks, I believe. In the, yes, uh, there in always the next, is. Yeah, in the next nine days. And there's teams that need bullpen additions, and there's teams out there that aren't really going anywhere that have the pieces to move. So it's a, it's a perfect storm. And I, I think it is every year, and that's why I wanted to belabor it and really kind of go through this because I bet you we're going to be coming back and talking a lot about this over the next 10 days. So we're back on Friday. There'll probably be some movement. I'm assuming, Timmy, as we get towards the end of this week, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening over the weekend and obviously on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, and maybe we come back, Tim, and do a show on Wednesday instead of Friday. Maybe yeah, we do, I'm cool. we do We do that. Do both. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, do both. I'm easy. Well, that's that's what she said. So. But I'm not cheap and tawdry. <laughs> that's right. So we're going to take our final break. Get back. Uh, let's, let's wrap this puppy up. See what Tim's having for dinner. Sounds good. Good stuff, Timmy. Great uh, waiver uh, waiver wire report, and uh, I thought the fun talking stuff at the beginning, and then yeah. predicting the stuff at the trade deadline. I thought I loved the show today. I thought hopefully we provided some good content for everybody. Long show, so people love that. So it's all good. Yeah, and just an F- FYI for you, Rich. Uh, starting probably next Friday, you will get an updated closer report from me every 22 minutes, okay, <laughs> yeah, right through true. until August 3rd. That's a fair I, point. I, I, said, I sent it out today, okay. You obviously, you must have chuckled a bit when you saw the email, but I, I sent it out to you, and as soon as I sent it out, about 15 minutes later, Jeff Hoffman hits the IL. So I sent you, I sent you part two, but there's going to be... Uh, there's going to be a lot of updates on that closer report as we head into the trade deadline. Tis the season, Tim. Yes, so, it so is. So what, what you got planned this week? Uh, anything fantasy related? <laughs> it's awful personal, but yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, baseball. Yes. Um, uh, this week, uh, I'm just going to be following, uh, following the action day to day and looking forward to seeing what does shake down as far as, uh, as trades, uh nothing nothing special uh like i said just following following the the following the wire and seeing what's going on in the world of baseball updating reports as we go and uh, hopefully i'll get a get a chance to drive at some point in time and yeah just having a mellow week running my teams I've got a challenge of the uh, hot prospects of the week because we only have three days, Tim. So minor leagues didn't play until Friday. So it might be a relatively light one. So I think I'm going to include a number of guys that I personally picked up uh, this year of guys that I really like that maybe were hot prospects, maybe were not, but just uh, some interesting guys. And the last one is uh, uh, Jisan... Uh, Churio, who is um, Jackson Churio's little baby brother. Okay. So uh, he's a guy that I recently picked up. So partially saw, just because he is, he's Jackson Churio's little brother. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's uh, like Ron Acuna's yeah. little brother, you know, Fernando Tatis's little brother. You, that's, <laughs> that's just what you have to do. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I uh, got a quick, a quick question for you. It's yes. Because I've been asked it numerous times, and I've got, I've got obviously, I've got some some opinions on but if you had a choice of one player out of this year's draft and you could you could procure that player who would that one player be 
I, I think it's got to be Drew Jones, I think. Okay. Um, but, I mean, if you tell me it's it's Jackson Holiday, it wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I trust the Orioles that okay. they, made, they made the right choice there. Um, I think it's one of those two that 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 both of those guys have a chance to be, you know, huge difference makers in a fantasy league. It yeah. is a different it was a different draft, Timmy. It was light on college, no pitching, right. very little pitching from a that's gonna help you anytime soon. A lot of guys coming in with Tommy John surgery. So mm. there could be some guys there that I'll talk about later on. But right. if you you know, if you're looking four years down the road, who's going to have a chance, you know, to be an impact performer coming in? I think it's Drew Jones or Jackson Holiday. What say you? Uh, the player that I'm going to be targeting, and a lot of it relates to the draft slots I'm going to be looking at, but I'm probably a little more bullish than most on Jace Young. Why? Uh, I like the team that picked him. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is an opening and an opportunity in Detroit, and I think he's going to be fast-tracked. I think the skills are solid. And second base is not that easy a position to fill, so I'll pay a bit of a premium in the hopes that he is fast-tracked and the skills are above average and he gets to Detroit quickly. That's my train of thought. I don't know. Do you... I don't agree. I, I, okay. I'm not going to take a uh, guy drafted as a second baseman because typically uh, guys that are drafted as shortstops eventually move mm-hmm. over to second base. I'm going to take right. the more athletic guy. And fast-tracked, okay, yeah. I mean, if you want to take that route, I, I'm going to go with the high-end guys. I mean, you, you asked me out of yeah. the draft who was the one, and right. I just picked the, oh, two okay, best, yeah. the two best players. And if you're talking right. about, like, who uh, – Oh, the who two did... best players. It's easy. Drew Jones is who I want. Yeah. If I have a choice, yeah. But I'm in in my case, I'm going to be drafting between ten and fifteen in all my oh, dynasty so, leagues. Uh, you yeah. didn't tell me that. <laughs> like, like who do you want later on? That yeah, I mean, because yeah. there's some definitely some guys that yeah. I like a lot that got taken later. But I haven't done the full research, Tim. So, uh, so you yeah. got to give me the winner to come and come up with a a true oh. list here. But I, I think. Jones and Holiday have a chance to be. Spe- There's other guys, you know, that have a chance to be special players. But yep. uh, I mean, those guys. I mean, Drew Jones is. It's a tooled up dude. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, he's, eight, he's 18 though. Yeah, well, and again, it, when I look at at subdrafts, whatever, I, I have a tendency to focus on college bats wherever possible, simply because I want the the quickest route, and it. The opportunities for me, because again, as a rule, I'm not drafting in the first seven or eight slots, right? That's, is that a yeah. humble brag, Tim? Very humble, <laughs> and it will a break. <laughs> but no, I, I draft at the end all the time because my teams are so good. Well, yeah. <laughs> Translation. I didn't, I didn't say that, but thanks for the compliment. <laughs> Just interpreting for maybe some of our other listeners that weren't following along. Oh, we got a translated <laughs> program working today, I see. Right. Yeah, it's like uh, closed caption, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well played, well played. I like um, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so you yeah. you are very similar to most of the general managers out there. General managers in general would prefer to go with a high-end college bat than they would a high-end high school bat just yeah. because they're – 
they've had experience at the college level, Timmy, and it's lower right. risk. And, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, that's, You're that's looking what, at two years as compared to four. Yeah, a, a lot of things can happen. I mean, look at yeah. Drew Jones. His father was a wonderful player, but his father got fat. Now, you can argue he was in the steroid area, and you can, you know, went from 51 home runs to 12, so you can make your own yeah. judgment about that. But this is a guy who did not physically age well, and is his son going to age well? I don't well, know. I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Andrew Jones is a borderline Hall of Fame player. That's right. Very, very good early in his career. And, uh, again, he had a 51 home run season, Timmy. I never saw that level of power. So uh, No, but when you look at from 1998, okay, through to 2007, you're looking at nine years. Here's his home run totals, Rich. 31, 26, 36, 34, 35, 36, 29, 51, 41, 26 in 2007. Man, and That's then it dropped off. Yeah, 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 yeah. In, in fact, uh, I thought that Matt Holiday had the better career, and somebody looked it up, and the war of of Andrew Jones was is is significantly higher than Matt Holiday. So I was yeah. corrected there. Uh, but uh, yeah, he had four hundred and thirty four career homers. Yeah, yeah. That's but there was a lot of rumors, Tim. <laughs> so... Oh, there's there's a pile of them. Then he went over to Asia, and I think he played okay in in Asia. But the problem was after two thousand and seven. Is it bad total? 209, 281, 278, 190, 233. He couldn't stay healthy the last five years of his yeah. career. But his son is, you, yeah. know, you don't want to comp him to his father, but because, mm. I mean, that you're talking yeah. to borderline Hall of Fame. You don't want to do that to anybody who's 18, 18 years mm-hmm. old. But Well, same with Holiday. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Matt Holiday's a borderline Hall of Fame guy, too. So and those are two badass dudes, and their kids are – pretty damn good so i mean you fill in the you blank gotta look at pedig- you gotta look at pedigree at some point right and- it sure is working with you know vlad jr i mean do we just go down the list i mean a lot Field of these the fielders uh, yeah. yeah there's a lot of guys that are coming from dads who played in major league baseball that are pretty damn good and and you know even <laughs> moms who were elite athletes you know they're mm-hmm. the, the, the genes get passed down so well, they do, and the, the other thing I think that that we don't take enough into consideration with the kids of former stars is they spent time in the clubhouse. They spent time when they were young with other players. They, I, I think, as a rule, they can they have the skill set to be able to handle the media and some of the other intangibles that go along with the game over the. The average Joe who got drafted, something you know what I mean? They they have they have a background that definitely helps them. I believe it. Def it doesn't hurt them, Timmy. I totally agree with you, and uh, I think you know Bobby Wood Jr. is another perfect example of a yep. kid that you saw. I saw in the backfields in Arizona, and he looked like he he held himself like he was the best player on the field. That's yeah. that's just how he carried himself, and he was supremely confident. It just turned out he was the best player on the field, but field had uh, Diego Cortea playing as well. But he acted like he was the man, and uh, yeah. and that's you get that Timmy by I think being around a lot of very talented people in your life. So yeah, yeah it definitely makes, in my opinion, a huge difference. I agree. But we will once we get to the breakdown of the top 15s, it'll become evident who I like out of this draft. There's going to be a lot of a lot of kids, but there are 
you know, they're kids, Timmy, and there's a lot of bets on guys. So unfortunately, there's there's no Alex Bregman, no Andrew Benatendi like that. That year where two big college bats came out, Schwarbers of the world. So mm-hmm. you just don't have that. So. No, they, the one that of all the players drafted, the one that has the most intrigue for me is uh, Kumar Rocker. I am really looking forward to seeing what he brings to the Rangers. I am as well, Timmy. And, uh, you know, look, the the Mets, you know, they, 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 they've developed a bad reputation, a lot of it earned. But mm-hmm. can they, they've also developed pitchers very well. So yeah. they saw something they didn't like and decided not to not to sign the guy. Yeah. Um, and I want to know what that is. Like, what is it they saw? And I doubt it was just a frayed elbow. There could have been something else in there. And I keep going back to the guy the Astros uh, signed years ago. It wasn't a Pell. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, oh, I forgot. It was a lefty. Yeah. He had no UCL. He had a very tiny UCL. And he never yeah. made it, Timmy. And mm-hmm. it turned out they were right, you know. And mm-hmm. is that something? Was that something the Mets saw? I don't know. Yeah. We, we might never to, know. I think we will. <laughs> Because I think in, in two, they'll have three, to justify walking away from him if he's a success story, right? Exactly. Or yeah. if he breaks down within a couple of years, it'll probably come out of what right. the what the issue was. But I thought it was a, I thought it was a fine gamble by the Rangers. You know, they they loved him when he was in college, and uh, they got his you know running mate and Jack Leiter, who's struggled this year. Mm-hmm. So now they got both of the Vanderbilt guys, and that's who they wanted. So good. They for got them. Proc- They got Proctor. Yeah. Yeah, so they yeah. did very well. So he could be, you know, he could be a very, very interesting guy. Um, you know, he's a high school kid, so there's going to be a lot for him to uh, to grow into. But he's he's a talented dude as well. They did yeah. well. So. Yeah, I, I I like the way it shook down, and I I got I'm rooting for Kumar Rocker. I really am. Big time. I think every I think he should be right because it's a, you yeah. you want those guys that get screwed. To, to really come out as winners and uh you know mm-hmm. the evil empire of the mets <laughs> did, did, did they did they blow it you know we'll see yeah. you know that's yeah. that's the inter- it's the same thing as what's going to happen with juan soto it's like there are these intriguing backstories that you want to see how they all at least i do how they all yeah. wind out and yeah. we will find out the story over the coming months and years Timmy, of what happened with kumar rocker so. Yeah, and, and it, it also gives uh, gives us reason to deflect from Bobby Benia. Maybe they blew it in a be even bigger way than that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, it's Bobby Benia party still going on. Timmy, it is, oh, tell us what you're having for dinner. Uh, we're having, uh, oh, not sweet and sour, uh, honey garlic ribs. Wow. And rice. Well, that sounds great. Rice peel yeah. off or just sticky rice? Uh, I make it in a in a steamer, just normal, regular. Oh, I don't cool. I don't use the instant rice. I it's like real rice, long grain okay. rice. Yeah. Oh wow, look at you. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what we're doing tonight. We had pizza for lunch, so. Uh, we? Yeah, went out. There's a new pizza joint in town. There's there's every good New Jersey town has like six pizzerias. So so we're, <laughs> so it's it's there's like a rule or what? It's pretty much a rule. So oh, our okay. we have a we live in a fairly urban area so you can walk everywhere it's all kinds of restaurants and so forth and this one was right on right on the green which was maybe a two-minute walk and it's the first time we got it It was very good uh wood they had a wood fire grill in there so that was good um got a margarita pizza 
So ah, good stuff. Yeah, well, ours was left over from last night. Yeah, okay. Nuked, nuked it up, but I. As we close here, uh, man, a tough day for pitching. Bieber took it in the chin. Blackburn allowed ten earned runs and four and a third yeah. in Oakland. Uh, Robbie Ray was getting beat up when I had my computer on last, but it's my computer's not functioning uh, at the moment. I don't want to touch it. Yeah, Anderson. Anderson got hammered yeah. for Atlanta after so a couple he, good performances. So yeah, three, he's a three-four, Timmy. I'm going to be proven right on that. Mm-hmm. I think you will be. Yeah, tough, tough day in the pitching department. Even Shohei Otani got lit up a little bit this week. Uh, yeah, it's not today. Well, he looked good for six innings, and then I yeah, guess he ran they, out of gas or something. So. Yeah, he ran out of gas, but at the end of the day, it was still six earned runs. So yep. Robbie Ray is allowed six. Houston is now, Houston is now up six nothing over the Mariners. Yeah. Should have sat Robbie Ray, but I didn't, Timmy. I sat a lot of guys this week, but I just need. It felt like I didn't have any other guys to plug in, but Robbie Ray, and I said, "He's been on a roll. Let's give him a roll. He's at home." Didn't work out for me. Yeah, i i share I share your uh, your misery there. I had him going in uh, tote, so all the gains I made back uh, I made from Alex Manoa the other day. Uh, yeah, I just gave them all back today. With, I got to uh, tell Robbie you, I, did you? You see Alex Manoa and is just cursing out. I don't know. I, I just like he talks to himself, man. He's just like yells at everybody. It's fantastic. Well, I, yeah, I can't remember who it was he struck out, but the discussion wasn't initiated by Manoa. I guess Manoa made a, an action to his chest or whatever. He was, yeah. he was pumped up, and the guy turned around and said something, and Manoa told him to go sit down, biatch. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Manoa, he's a he's a fiery, pumped up guy. Really, you know, he when he's in game mode, you see him on the bench and he's laughing and carry on. He's and and he's a very likable, affable sort of person. But you get him on the hill and he's pitching. Yeah, yeah, no, he's yeah. You don't want to you don't want to mess with him. He's a dude, man. You you like that? So it's very good. Okay, Um, Timmy, that's a wrap. We will talk to you on Friday, my friend. Sounds good. Be safe, be well, and a big shout out to Stu Gutter. Apparently he's in the hospital. He's hurting oh, a little no. bit right now. So oh, dear. I wanted to give wanted to give Stu a shout out today and wish him nothing but the best. Get well soon, Stu.